Davis, the Sooners in no hurry with this lead. Bounce pass to Van. She'll drive to the basket. Hesitates. Goes up. She scores and she's fouled. Sarah into the forecourt to Lexi Key. She's going to dribble out the time and a history-making night for the Sooners. For the first time in 16 years, they beat a ranked non-conference team in a true road game. And they do it with a strong fourth quarter tonight, outscoring Ole Miss 18-13 in the final period. And Oklahoma wins it 80-70 over the Ole Miss Rebels. Good win last night at number 12 Ole Miss for Jenny Baranchtek's team. Welcome back. Hour 3, T-Row in the morning show on an OEC Fiber football Friday. OU West Virginia, 6 o'clock tomorrow night on Owen Field. Our coverage starts at noon with Parker Thune tomorrow. He'll be on noon to 2. Teddy Plank and I will uh, join you at 2 o'clock. Teddy and I, 2 to 3 at Balfour. Chris will be at uh, Yo Pablo? Yes? No? Or at Boyd Street Ventures. Where's Chris tomorrow? Uh, uh, Yo Pablo. Yo Pablo. Yo Pablo. Yes. Two, to, two to three for Chris tomorrow. Correct. And then uh, Steely after that. Tyler after that. Uh, I don't know. Tyler's Travis, at Yo Pablo, uh, Yo Pablo. Travis and Tyler will be at O'Connell's after the game. Uh, you guys will be over at Balfour. Steely will be at Balfour. So, come, come so on So much going on. Yes. So much. West Virginia picked dead last in the preseason Big 12 poll. Neil Brown says, yeah, it's motivation. You know, motivation is important. I've kind of enjoyed reading some of, um, you know, with the passing of Bob Knight, kind of read some of his thoughts on motivation. Some of them are simple but true. Uh, but, you know, I think that it's something that, that we keep in front of them because until the year's over, like, we still have something to prove. And it all starts with that. That's what people thought of us. You know, that's what they thought of of this program at the start of the year. And, and we're, we're out to prove that wrong right up until the end. And so that's kind of – we're using it as motivation. It's the truth, though. I mean, that's where we were picked. It's not like we're uh, embellishing on that, that we were picked to finish last. And Oklahoma was picked to finish in the top three. And so um, that's what it is. It's done a good job with this football team. Uh, they run it really well. 
Very eager to hear what TJ's gut feels coming up at the bottom of the hour. If you're ready, though, it is time now for three predictions for Oklahoma, West Virginia. I will give three predictions. I haven't missed one yet this year. Uh, I will repeat the prediction, and then TJ, at that point, if you'd like to comment on the prediction, feel free. Here we go. Three predictions for Sooners and Mountaineers. Prediction number one. Prediction number one. Dylan Gabriel will have a sixth 300-yard game of the season tomorrow night. I'm better. I'm better. He's had five of them already, Teach. better. Number six coming your way tomorrow night. Um, I would think in order to have a successful day, I think that is required tomorrow. Prediction number two. Someone in a Sooner Unity uniform will have their first interception of the season tomorrow. <laughs> Oklahoma has 15 of them on the year. That's number two in the nation. But you're saying someone new. Someone who doesn't have one yet. How about that? Is getting one tomorrow. So let me tell you who you can rule out. Billy Bowman's got four. Gentry Williams got three. Key Lawrence has two. Kendall Dolby's got two. Danny Stutzman's got one. Ethan Downs has one. Justin Harrington's got one. He's unlikely to get another. You can rule all those guys out, TJ. Huh. Doesn't leave many options. Yeah. You know who doesn't have one? Who's that? Woody Washington. Hmm. There's a prime candidate. There's a candidate. Peyton then, Bowen. Yeah. I think that would be a candidate number does one. Does not yeah, have Peyton one. Be, uh, the guy, yeah. Somebody who doesn't I have it. You understand what I'm saying here? Someone who doesn't have an interception. Peyton is doesn't get have one? I thought he had one. No, he does. he's dropped one. Huh, okay, maybe that's. He's blocked a couple of kicks. Yeah, I know he's the got blocks. a fumble. He's got a sack. He's done everything else. You understand, though, that I'm saying someone who doesn't have an I interception understand. yet will get an interception. Tomorrow. I'll allow it. Prediction number three. Oklahoma does not have a sack in the last two games. None. In both losses, zero sacks. Zilch. The Sooners will get a sack on the opening possession tomorrow wow. night. Wow. The opening Sooners possession. will get a sack on the opening possession tomorrow night. From your gut, uh, your predictions, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're messing around this week. And those are three predictions this week. Three predictions. Um, how about a little who you got, Teach? Where you been? Here. Who you got? Huh? What? Who's, Who's on, on first? first? I said it first. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go give ahead. You, I'll go give ahead. you a game. You tell me who you got. We'll start in the Big 12. Texas Tech at Kansas, 11 a.m. on FS1. Kansas hot. They're in the hunt for the Big 12 championship game. All roads go through. Lubbock, DJ, yes. who you got? They are in Lawrence, though. Um, so the roads would not lead through Lubbock in that game. Kansas wins. Baylor at K-State. Your beloved Dave Aranda in Manhattan. K-State in the hunt for the Big 12 title. 2 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. Who you got? Kansas State, but I think this game's going to be close. I think Baylor pushes them and uh, perhaps uh, plays upset bid for a little while, but falls short of that. Oklahoma State you, riding high, pistols firing off that bedlam pew, wing, pew, TJ. Pew, pew. They loaded up the goalpost, stuck it in the plane, and they flew to Orlando to take on UCF. 
five and one versus one and five in the Big Twelve, and yet the spread is only two and a half at the bounce house. Who you got? Uh, OSU gets bounced ESPN. tomorrow. Wow! Big victory week before. Back to reality this week. Wow! They fall. Is that wishful thinking? They fall. Yeah. Interesting. All right, two thirty ESPN. That game will be right before ours. Um, maybe if it's close, they'll be putting it on the big screen there at Owen Field while the Sooners are warming up tomorrow night. Cincinnati at Houston, two of the newcomers who are having a rough first year in the league. Six o'clock FS1, who you got? You said it was at Houston? That's right. Uh, I'll go Cougars then. Texas at TCU, 6.30 ABC. Quinn Ewers back. Texas in the driver's seat for the conference title game. Who you got? Unfortunately, I've got the Longhorns and the Longhorns in an easy victory against the Horned Frogs. Mm, okay. And finally, 9-15 on ESPN, finally in the Big 12, 9-15 on ESPN tomorrow night. I'll be in bed. Iowa State at BYU. Uh, you took BYU to cover, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Not necessarily upset. That's so, correct. Uh, who you got? Uh, I think uh, not only do they cover with the points, but they upset Iowa State. Oh. I'm taking uh, BYU to win that game at home. Wow. I'd be feeling okay. really good, have people but you nervous. you that for your upset. About, uh, now I could have gone both, but I decided to gamble with Kentucky. So, yeah, Don't I think BYU's got a chance to upset okay. them tomorrow night. And then we go out there next week. Yeah. Provo. They'll be flying high off Provo. of a win over uh, the Cyclones. All right, National uh, Games of Note, 11 a.m. on Fox, Michigan at Penn State. Big showdown in the Big Ten. Michigan a road favorite by four. Punishment expected to come down this afternoon from the Big Ten Conference. So we'll see what that uh, entails. But as for the football game, TJ, who you got? How about that situation, too? We're just going to tell you. Be careful what you come down with because you don't want us telling what we know. Michigan? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious about this game because I don't Mud think Michigan uh, has been tested. I think there's been a lot of distraction. So I'm curious more so to see how good Michigan really is because I think they're good, but this is their first true test. But I'm going to say Michigan wins, mm. but... I'm, I'm curious to see this game. You're predicting in the end it will be an unhappy valley at Penn State. I think so, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, you're already picking Kentucky to upset Bama, That's so right. skip that one. Boom. 2.30 ABC, uh, Miami at Florida State, unbeaten Florida State. Who you got? I almost picked this for my upset special, too. Um, oh, you like the upsets again this I week. I do like the upsets again this week. I'm going to go mm. Florida State, but I don't. I won't be surprised if Miami knocks them off and gives them their first loss. 2.30 Fox, Pac-12, Husky Stadium in Seattle. It'll be unbeaten Washington. They're in the five spot right now in the college football playoffs. Michael Penix gets Utah this week. Who you got? No trip up there for the uh, Huskies. They continue on, uh, move to 10-0 there. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Back to the SEC, 2.30 CBS, Tennessee at Missouri. A couple of two-loss top 15 teams. The game is in Columbia for Rowe Field. Tennessee, a slight road favorite. The uh, Tigers will maul the Hypels. Give really? me Missouri. 
I like it now. You're getting you're getting really uh, announcerish now. I like this. <laughs> Staying in the SEC top ten, we go between the hedges. Georgia, Athens, Georgia, two time defending champions, hosting Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Six o'clock ESPN. Who you got? I like Lane, but due to the fact you picked them, go dogs. <sighs> Perry's hate me, folks. They hate me. Staying in the SEC, 6.30, SEC Network. I listened to about 10 minutes of the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday, by the way, or watched. Why'd you do that? Well, the women were coming on the SEC Network at 6. Oh, And so I turned it over there at like 5.45, and it was the Paul Feinbaum show. And call after call is, it's got to be fake, man. It's got to be fake. Nobody sounds like a real person on that show. I think the screener... Like, filters out anybody that sounds normal and rational and only puts wackos on the air. Hey, Paul, I'm calling from Oxford, Mississippi. This is Roger down here in Oxford. At this point, do you think it's just a cast of uh, actors in the back that he's got just calling you? Yeah, I think so. Bank of phones. Florida at LSU, who you got? LSU. Uh, and finally, 9.30 on Fox, late night kickoff at Otson Stadium. It'll be Oregon and USC. It has been a tumultuous week in Trojan land. Who you got? I'm curious about this game, too, because we've seen in years past when a midseason firing happens, mm-hmm. teams play inspired mm-hmm. football, even if it's just for one week. Can be so a boost. Does yeah, that happen? Do they get that boost? They've got the offensive ability, obviously, to hang with them. Can they get the stops? And, boy, I'm leaning that a USC might win this game. But I'm going to this go Oregon this is Los Angeles. Ducks because and the people I can't, here are very sophisticated. I can't say USC wins, so I can't say it, so I'm going to go Ducks. But I think this is going to be a more of a fight than the definitely the point spread showing. I don't care. Oregon, he wins a close one, according to TJ. We need a break. Porter Moser joins us live on game day next here on The Ref. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Sooners and the Delta Devils tonight in the Lloyd Noble Center. Game two of the year for Porter Moser's men. And we are joined now by the head coach on game day, Coach Moser. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Toby. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How about the ladies last night, Coach? Man, I'm telling you. So, obviously, I watch them a ton because they're right there practicing. And, uh, you know, just just fun to watch. I mean, Sky Van, you know, she's been the back-to-back six-man of the year, six-woman of the year. And now she's getting her time, and she's, I mean, 24. They're freshmen, Sahara Williams, last night. So uh, they just got a lot of pieces, and they're fun to watch. People need to come out and see them play. They play Sunday. Yeah, clutch, clutch win. Well, uh, you're 1-0 after a 30-point win over Central Michigan on opening night back on Monday. What was your uh, impression of how you guys played in the opener? There's a lot of things I liked. There's a lot of things I liked. I, you know, I, I liked how deep we were. You know, we came out, you know, you know, the first four minutes of the season sometimes, and they, you know, you didn't have a scout, and they scored, they scored three baskets, and they had three offensive rebounds, and we couldn't run. So I'm like sitting here antsy. I'm like, man, I, we're really trying to get the pace going. And then we came in with their second group, and in, I, in my first years, I've got my second group's been 
you know, freshmen and sophomores that haven't played. And I came in with Trey Darthart as a fifth-year senior, Waldo Soares. I came in, you know, um, John Hughley, Luke Norwood. We have some guys that have some older guys. And uh, I really liked how the, the, then we got going. We had 11 stops in a row, and then we got to run. Um, so I really liked some of the pace we did. We were pressing after makes. Um, and I liked, I liked just how active we were, and we scored 89 points. We held them to 59. Um, need to rebound better. That's my biggest takeaway. Um, we need to, uh, we've made a focus on offensive rebounds, and I know we shot a really good percentage. Um, we, had, we missed, I think, 22 shots. We got five of them back. Want that up a little higher, um, and we want to hold them down. So we've got to flip that script rebounding, but I, I like the energy of our team. I like I've been telling people we're more athletic, and you know I think I think we were we played it we played more athletic. You know, so much is made about starting lineups, but yeah. you're right. The second group or who comes off the bench can be so important for a basketball team. You just mentioned Skylar Van, uh, sixth man of the year. A lot of times we'll see whether in college or the NBA, uh, Jason Terry was a famous sixth man who would come off and ignite things and. Sometimes you want a, a score to kind of jumpstart you. What do you like when you're trying to figure out who starts and who comes off the bench? What What do you like there in kind of that second unit? What's important to have coming off your bench there? You know what? It's it's a great question, Toby, because I was I, I've been going through it. Do I want do I want a better shooting unit to start? Do I want a better defensive unit to start? And the bottom line is, I was just going through like who I thought was going to be, you know ready to come in and give it to a, a big spark. And like a guy like Waldo, Rivaldo Soares, you know, he's, he started at Oregon, and, but he's just right now all about the right things. And I just felt that he'd be great coming off the bench. He was third in minutes off the bench. Waldo played 24 minutes, gave us a great spark defensively, um, did a lot of things that didn't show up in the box score. Um, Latre Darthard's the same way. Both those guys came in, and they both can knock down shots, and they both can defend. Right away, each one of them hit a quick three, and they both were playing great defense. So that was something I think I thought those guys were old enough to do it. And I told them, and not that I ever, ever want to give a comparison to Texas. Don't trust me. I don't. I don't even like to bring them up. <laughs> um, but Serge Ibari Rice for them last year, yeah. he was he came off the bench and he was all league. He was all league, and it, everyone in the league knew how much of a weapon he was when he came off the bench. And you talk to guys about examples like that, man. It's not how many, you know, make your minutes count. When I, if they're in the beginning of the game, you, you want to be at the end, at the end of the game. That's what, you, that's what Coach Majerus used to always say. I don't really, the starting is for high school. He goes, you, are, you, are, you in my, are you in my rotation at the end of the game? That's what you want to be in. Uh, you got two point guards, two really good point guards, and Milo Shuzan and, and Javian McCollum. We got our first chance to see Javian on Monday night, and, and he was – Fantastic. 19 points for you to lead the way. How do you foresee kind of splitting the load for those two guys there? It's just, it's just a dual responsibility. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, it's, I, I love when multiple guys bring it up. I mean, the Trey Darthard brought it up a ton. We want to get it off the glass and go. I mean, if those guys can get it. Obviously, those two guys are primary ball handlers on dead balls and other set stuff. But transition, I got confidence with a lot of guys. I think we, you, you'll notice how we have a, a, a theme about Try to pass it up, not have one guy dribble it up if we can. The more you pass up and pass ahead in transition, the more it makes the transition defense have to make decisions. And when they have to make decisions, their opportunity to make a mistake uh, intensifies. 
So, like, we, we really are trying to um, make multiple passes, pass ahead, make them transition defense. And with those two points, those two guys, they can really pass. Um, you know, it is because, you know, everybody wants to have the ball in their hand. But, they're, you know, for instance, the first basket of the game came from Milo's coming off of it and he skipped it to the other corner. And Javion got it. Two guys flew at him. He kind of spun out of it and hit a little floater. And, and then Javion hit a gap and hit Lowe's for a shot. So, like, we've been trying to promote, man, this could be – you guys could really uh, feed off each other. And they're both awesome guys. They both want to win. But uh, it's, it's something I haven't had to this extent that to where I think they both can shoot and I think they both can really pass, and they're both unselfish. How much of these first four games before you go to San Diego, I mean, obviously you want to win, but how much of these first four games is like experiment time for you with lineups, personnel, things like that? Or do you already know what you want to do? Yeah, I, I, I feel like we, 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 we have our plan. And, but you always are tweaking your plan. You're always tweaking, adding, you know, seeing what you, what you like. All of a sudden, you know, you're, 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 you're seeing something. You might add some stuff based on some, for some guys' uh, personnel. So there's always that going on the whole season every year. But, like, I, I love these guys when they, they're playing together, they're winning together. You know, they, they gotta, there's, a, there's a series of that going on when you bring new guys together. So um, you just – and our thing, too, is I want to see a push – an intentional push of getting better game by game. We spent a lot of time uh, the last two days going over what we could have done better against Central Michigan. A lot of it came out with our boxing out. Um, I'd be shocked if you don't notice us going out to end boxing out better um, based on the last couple of days in practice. So that's, I want to see that push. I want to see the push of us crashing the glass. You know, and that, So that's what we – you know, some things offensively. We didn't set up some catches. They – they call it, we kind of, in our basketball terms, called pick six. They picked six, three of ours, and we raced two of them down and blocked shots, which was really good. Um, Otega and Waldo both raced down. So I think what you want to see in these early games that's going to hopefully carry on is, is yes, we won. You put it in the bank and be intentional on where we got to improve. Like just this obsession and, and push to get better. Sounds like, based on your uh, chat with the media yesterday, Jalen Moore, a, a game-time decision for you tonight? Yeah, just really careful with that one. You know, he hasn't practiced. Uh, just, to, you know, you saw him. He didn't play the end of the game. And the way he plays, I mean, he's, he's so athletic. I mean, he gets out of stride. He jumps through the roof. And you just don't want to have a, a, a ginger, you know, uh, hamstring. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're going to make that – at the game time. The same thing with Caden Cooper. He, he tweaked, tweaked his ankle, and, uh, which is unfortunate because uh, in practice yesterday, um, because, you know, if Jalen's out, you know, you might get refreshments more minutes, but um, careful with that one, too. So we got two game time decisions with those two. What do we know about Mississippi Valley State tonight, Coach? One is the biggest strength is what we're trying to focus in on is offensive rebound. They, have, they start four guys 6'6 six, six or better. So they really crashed the glass. Um, so the, the rebounding is going to be a key. Transition, they're going to push it. We've got to be great with our like individual defense. They're more of athletic isolation one-on-one than they are the scheme of running a ton of patterns. Um, so we've got, to, we've got to really guard our yard, you know, guard, guard the ball. Um, transition rebounding, they shoot it. But then also they, they, they'll play a lot of zone. and Zones try to slow you up. 
And we're, we worked, really worked the last few days of being aggressive, pushing it, flowing right into our zone offense, our zone spots, and, and so we can keep the pace going. So our offense has got to stay aggressive against the zone and rebound. That's good. Good uh, see, to see some zone early. You don't always, always see that, do you? No, it's, it, and it's good to, you know, to recognize it and to be able to uh, – the thing about a zone is I always tell our guys, it's not that you have to score when they switch on you. You have to have a great possession because everyone will know. You'll know, they'll know if you sit there and you don't know what the hell you're doing. And so, like, we got to get to our spots, get to hit, you know, move the ball, get to the where you need to be, and, and have a great possession against the zone. And, and then you'll see me. I'll be I'll be fired up even if we don't score on that possession because I know we're going to drill it eventually. Seven o'clock tonight. OU Mississippi Valley State game two of the year. Coach, good luck to you guys tonight. Thanks for a few minutes of your time this morning. No, come out and see us. I, I really appreciate it to having me on. So we'll see you. All right, see you, Coach. All right, there you go. A couple of guys questionable tonight. Jalen Moore with a slight hammy. Caden Cooper, a slight ankle. My guess is, Tej, you don't play those guys in this game. You don't push something like that in an early season game like this. No, no, no. 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 It's not a Big 12 game. Um, This is a team that lost lopsidedly to LSU. Now, that doesn't mean anything is guaranteed, but I'm going to guess we don't see those guys tonight. We'll see. It's 8.32. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, big weekend, Teach, big weekend. Um, Basketball tonight, football tomorrow. Thunder in action late tonight. Got one of those in-season tourney games in Sacramento tonight. No De'Aaron Fox for the Kings. That should help. Wrestling, by the way, won their opener last night at Central Michigan, 29-11. to That was the debut for their new head coach, Roger Kish. Everybody now, though, on the edge of their seat, waiting with bated breath to hear what does TJ's gut think about the Sooners and Mountaineers tomorrow. Will the streak be broken? I thought that was the circle. By the way, the picture of the two of us just sweeping Exploding. the right uh, now. I have, Viral. I have uh, received an apology email from People Magazine as we were not included as one of their possible candidates like Travis Kelsey was, or not Travis, uh, Jason Kelsey was. Is there a possibility that they are that there's going to be a – world sexiest duos edition coming out and they're saving us for that's that? what they're looking into after seeing that picture yeah. yes i don't i don't blame them <laughs> all right well how's your gut feeling my gut is feeling pretty I'll good okay. pretty good um obviously it can't be feeling great coming off the last two weeks yeah the uh Turnovers are obviously concerned. Uh, but at home, at a night game, with unity on your side, I do think they play <laughs> a much better game. <laughs> I uh, I do think they correct some of those things. I don't think we see some of the penalties we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Definitely don't think we get any uh, type of sideline uh, penalty, for sure. 
Uh, if we do, we might see someone or a fan base lose their sure. mind. Might see a don't fan base lose sure. their mind. I think OU wins this game and looks much, much better this week. I'm going to say that they put 42 on the board. Okay. And they win it 42 to 24. That's a cover. It's a nice win. Okay. It's a okay. very good win. And I think it's a it's a celebration into the late night of Saturday evening for the Sooners. I do think they play much better than they have on the in the last two weeks. Well, they need to. Teach. I think they, they have uh, got to. some attention the last week that they didn't like early the last two weeks, but especially the last week. And we'll be focused if they come out sloppy. Uh, this yep. could be a rough end of the season. So, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, losing three in a row does not benefit anyone except for West Virginia. And uh, I've already said I will be taking the week off next week if the Sooners fall on Saturday night. I don't want to deal with you people next week. You people. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to deal with you. All right, so 42-24 is the official prediction from TJ's gut. Yes, no field goal attempts this week for the uh, Sooners. (laughs) They made one last week. Clutch one, actually. Um, but they did miss the 51-yarder. Let's say they missed, so. uh, they missed one, too. Yeah. We have decided we hate Zach Schmidt uh, collectively as a fan base. Um, I did want to play this audio. I've got to get it in before. Uh, so, season opener for Nevada. Steve Alford's the head coach at Nevada now. Basketball we're talking about here. We had a delay, TJ, because some bats got loose in the arena. Bats. The bat thing is getting pretty embarrassing, and it needs to be fixed. It's uncalled for. We are a big-time basketball program, and we shouldn't be dealing with bats. We shouldn't have a stoppage of play because we're dealing with diving bats. Brooks Barnett, KB's son, loved it. He thinks Spider-Man's coming to the next game. So... Uh, but it's just, it, it, it can't happen. Yep. Steve Alford not having it, Tej. Nevada is a big-time basketball program, uh, and this is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Big-time basketball program. Like, Question bump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Bats! Mm-hmm. I'd be frightening. Like, bats aren't Like, friendly. I'm not attending a game if there's bats there. Right, right. I'm probably yeah. sitting out if I'm a player due to mental health. I can't be worried about if I'm getting bit by a bat during a basketball game. Apo- apologize for that. That was a low. B- apologize for that. That was a low blow. Low blow. Low what? Low I'm just bl- saying. You were taking a shot. That was a low blow. <laughs> just what are you talking about? You instantaneously turn into a vampire if you get bit by a bat. That right? is correct. And I'm- if Spider-Man is there, suddenly there's a fight between a vampire and Spider-Man. That's a lot. Because a vampire is always a bad guy. Uh, one more thing. Um, thank you for sending me the Eric Nadell clip yesterday. Loved it. Yeah, that was the first I'd finally seen of someone filming him in the booth with the emotion. And that was obviously the background story of, you know, his call that night. And he's kind of jotting stuff down on little hotel notepads and stuff. And I was like, ah, I think Toby will like that. So he goes into it a little bit more on the uh, actual podcast. So. That was cool. I can't wait to play it for my class. He talked about something we talk about, which is um, like there's two kinds of big calls, right? There's the one you 
you uh, see coming, and there's the one that happens spontaneously. And the one that happens spontaneously, there's no way you can prepare for it. You, you uh, uh, can't and shouldn't have something uh, clever to say in the moment. Just, just let it roll, you know? Whatever happens, happens. Right. And sometimes you make a mistake. And you say wee 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 or whatever, and you regret it. But there's nothing you can do. It's spon- <laughs> something spontaneous happens. Nothing you can do about it. Just hang on and hope for the best. Trust yourself. But the ones you can see coming, you can put a little bit of thought into. And it was great to hear Eric Nadell said, "Yeah, I kind of thought about something. I, I jotted something down. Just in, I was thinking, you know, you're not dreaming." I looked at it before the ninth inning there. I, that was great to hear a Hall of Famer like that, kind of what his process was when he delivered a call that will be remembered forever by Texas Rangers. Absolutely. And it all came from uh, And it was a good one. A story they were doing on him that morning in the lobby of the hotel where the you know, the guy interviewing him actually said, This is looking like it's going to happen. Have you thought about your call? And he said that's when he said, like he felt like right then, like, well, I'm still like in a dream state right now and that's when Kind of built from there, so um, no, nah, it's cool. I like uh, the shots in the booth too, especially with uh, him standing with his fists raised in the air, uh, celebrating. You know, obviously we see a lot of the clips of you and Teddy and everyone cel- celebrating when big things happen. So those shots are cool, also. That I didn't like because obviously Nadell is riding the backs of the Sooner Radio crew. <laughs> We're starting to see shots in all these radio booths around the country now. I feel like we should get a piece of that. I'm so nervous. The office phone is blowing up right now, and I can't get to it because i got to run out of the other room. But Something's I'm, going on, you think? Well, I'm worried that it's someone trying to get a hold of me because, like, well, Barry called me on the call-in line a minute ago, so I'm kind of concerned about it. So Barry? Uh, the king of Mr. Switzer, Coach Switzer. Well, go answer the king. Well, I don't think he sake. called me on the call-in line, so I don't think it's him, but it could be something to was do with that. Was he wanting so. to go on the air? No, 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 no. He was oh, needing man. to set up something else, and I didn't know about it, and there was confusion, and so I think we've oh, got boy. it straightened out now, but... I'm worried that that's him calling on the, uh, the Anytime line. Barry Switzer calls, it may not immediately be. go to break and so, take care of what so he needs to So during the last break, the office phone started ringing. I ran in there, and it was some automated thing. So that's probably it calling back again because I just hung up on it. So, What but, did Nadell say, by the way? Uh, uh, you're not dreaming? Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. It has happened. As a tip of the cap to Eric Nadell tomorrow night, if Zach Schmidt makes a field goal, I'm going to drop that line. It's <laughs> a good line to drop. No, I'm kidding. They said uh, in that podcast where they talk about it and stuff and b- building up to that moment in the game, Matt Hicks, who does the game with him, says, I was actually concerned with you because the top half of that inning when Marcus Simeon hit the home run, I guess the glass raises up above them. And when Marcus Simeon hit the home run, he said Eric jumped up and went straight fist in the air and hit his fist off of the glass and the railing up there. And he goes, I was convinced he had broke his hand. And oh. I was like, he's going to call this game at the end with a broken hand in pain. That's kind of uh, epic, though. But he said, Blood luckily, there was, all over luckily there was no broke bones or glass. <laughs> he said, but all I could think about during that moment of Marx's home run was like, oh, gosh, Eric Nadell's broke his hand at the biggest moment in franchise history. That's good. 
right, break time. Chris Plank joins us, and we'll uh, go out in style on a Friday right after this on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. What are you made of? When adversity invades and the doubters are deafening and you've been knocked down, know this, we are Oklahoma. We get up, square the jaw, and run toward the fight. This program, like the people of this great state, is built on toughness and pride. Tonight, under the lights of the palace, the Sooners are back home, strengthened by unity and wrapped in resilience. Can Oklahoma earn an important November win against the dangerous mountain men? We're about to find out. It's football time in Oklahoma. Across the middle, it is intercepted. Stutzman's got it. 20 to the 10. House it. House it. Wide open. Nick Anderson. Touchdown. Bam. Soft truck 35-30. Picking him up. Putting him down. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown. It's time for a primetime Big 12 battle. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the West Virginia Mountaineers. Here we go. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, Historic Owen Field in Norman, Oklahoma. This is Sooner Football. 